Hello and welcome to another episode of Just Can't Get Enough of Cheryl and Vin. This week we are at the movies. Talking about 80s movies this week. Why are you looking at me like that? (laughs) (laughs) You didn't like that intro? (laughs) No, I wasn't sure where you were going with that. I'm like... Okay, where is he going? I'm going at the movies. All right. Popcorn in one hand, 36 ounce Coke in the other, munching away. Yes. And we decided to focus on this uh, podcast on John Hughes because. Did we? You decided to focus on John Hughes. <laughs> yeah, right. I could spend the whole episode talking about aliens and Blade Runner and Predator, Predator 2. Well, I thought it was um, a- Indiana Jones. Yes, but this is a great segue from the last podcast because we focused on '80s music and a lot of good '80s music was represented in John Hughes movies. Okay, that's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. Pretty in Pink, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, stuff like that. They were good soundtracks. I still have the Pretty in Pink soundtrack upstairs. The the twelve inch the 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 uh, vinyl. I mean, yes, I was listening to that a couple weeks ago. Well, a couple months ago on the turntable. Yes, John Hughes was a he had a huge love for music, and it showed in his films. And uh, it just, I don't know, those John Hughes movies resonate with me. Do they resonate with you? They resonate with Tell me. us how they resonate with you, love. I don't know. It just, you don't know. They resonate with me. <laughs> but I just, don't I just, know how. I, I just feel it. I, just, I get a little verklempt. <laughs> Talks amongst yourselves. <laughs> Every time I watch, like, Pretty in Pink, you know, Breakfast Club. I mean, the iconic ones. I mean, Weird Science I wasn't really into, but um, it just reminded me what it was like when I was a kid and You know, Home, Home Alone, that was like, that killed it for me right there. That's like the pinnacle well, of, of 80s yeah. soundtracks. Was that made in the 80s? Was it or 90s? No, it was the 80s. Do I have to look this up? <laughs> talk, talk while I look this up. Be amusing. Anyway, you know, I don't remember the soundtrack of. There wasn't. I was being sarcastic. <laughs> but okay, you know, Sixteen Candles was his di- John Hughes directorial debut. Oh, but yeah. a lot of the other. Oh, you're right. Home Alone. Sorry, Home Alone was 1990. See, don't give me that attitude. <laughs> like you knew that for certain. I had a feeling the way I had the, a the feeling, clothes. but the, the clothes. <laughs> One year. One year does not make a difference. All right, but also he—I don't think he directed that one. Did he direct that one? I don't know. He might have written it. Uh, yeah, a lot of the movies. No, you're right. He didn't direct. Christopher Chris Columbus directed yeah. that one. Don't give me that attitude. And Chris Columbus is the one who directs the Harry Potter movies, correct? I don't know. I don't. I've never seen a Harry Potter film. <laughs> I've never read the books. Never seen the movies. No. But you digress. I digress. Okay. But anyway, um, like I said, John Hughes. Mm-hmm. Uh. Kind of captured in his movies, the awkwardness of being a teenager, the joyfulness of the 80s, you know. Um, there was nothing awkward about Ferris Bueller. Come on. Was Cameron. Cameron was- He wasn't awkward. He was awkward. Yeah, I don't know if I'd say he was awkward. <laughs> he was typical. It wasn't really aw- How was he awkward? Wait, tell me how he was awkward. I mean, he, his only friends were- well, no, okay, I could you, you can't say, say that, that because you, say that. You, but, this was one day out of the school year. You yeah, have no but, idea who else they associated with. But remember with. the scene when he's talking to um, Sloan. Sloan about going back, going to college and, yeah, you know, right. his friendship with Ferris and he doesn't know 
you know, where there'll be this. What's awkward about that? Well, no, I mean, it's it just it kind of he seemed lonely. I mean, it, there's a there's a kind of pang of loneliness that I feel from the character, and especially with his you know no it, connection to his being, parents. Okay, I, yeah, granted, he had no connection with his parents. I understand that, the, the, but that, that, does that actually make him awkward? Well, yeah, because his anxiety, he was always anxiety-driven. Oh. That's the whole thing is that the whole day of Ferris' day off was to make Cameron get out of his anxiety and his, you know. And his to loosen up is what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, loosen up, They yes. didn't say anything about him being awkward. He just needed to loosen up. Okay. To me, I thought he was awkward. Okay. I have my, I have a right to my own opinion. You do. And I'm not saying it's not wrong or right. I'm just saying I don't think he was awkward. He didn't appear awkward to me. He appeared typical. Unless that makes me awkward. All right, all right. Well, <laughs> I think. Well, I think teenagers in general, maybe in the '80s, I don't know about the teenagers now. There's a sense of awkwardness. It's you know. But who was awkward in Pretty Pink? Pretty in Pink. Well, Ducky was awkward. He was no, no. He was an outlier. He was left of center, just like the song says. Okay, okay. I want to say he was he was awkward. But a- even Andy was awkward. I mean, I'm just saying that they didn't feel comfortable. Being who they are, because they there were so many, they were kind of regimented, regimented in their in their, like the way they've been typecast because either either because of where they lived, because Andy came from a low in, income, you know, class, and well, I think just because you're awkward in some situations doesn't make you awkward. I know, but but I'm just saying that in general, teenagers have a there's an awkwardness of. Of being because they're not completely okay, okay, they're right, not, right. No, no longer children. So, but what you're but saying is John Hughes. Wait, wait. John Hughes gave an accurate portrayal of teenage angst and youth and life. Is okay. Yes, they were okay. trying the growing pains, basically. Okay, okay. That I can. Okay. <laughs> it just when you said awkward, it just kind of like pigeonholes everything. And I don't think they were so much awkward. I just think that you know they weren't. I don't I, see. No, I don't know. I don't just say I don't see they were awkward. A lot. If you're an outsider, it doesn't mean you're awkward. Well, the funny thing is that they all felt like they're outsiders. Like in when, especially the Breakfast Club, you know that every they had different stereotypes right. of uh, you know school students, and they all felt like outsiders. No, no, okay, no, okay, no, no. See the so movie. Felt, okay, no, okay, no. The movie I would say that they that, that had a lot of awkwardness to it would be Weird Science. Yeah, I don't remember word science so much, but because you know they had to create a woman because they were all science awkward. I mean, they were they didn't know how to interact with anyone. Yeah, you know, so that one I would I would say yes, totally awkward. Finding yourself, I don't think like in Pretty in Pink or or Sixteen Candles or The Breakfast Club, I don't think is. I think we're looking at awkward and and two different types. Yeah, of definitions. I think we are. Yeah. So okay, let's move on. <laughs> anyway. You know, uh, John Hughes had a way of, you know, capturing that. And that was never... They represented teenagers as they actually were and how they felt. And 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 what it was not only honest, but it was also funny, you know, and yeah. endearing and real. I mean, I guess, well, so I said already, but being repetitive, but it was... It, he just wrote the way they were, and I hope I'm not sure how they feel now, teenagers. I mean, I mean, do they, re- they don't even have like movies like this anymore? Do they? 
I mean, if you think about it, do oh. they? I mean, Mean Girls was what about Mean Girls? Yeah. And I mean, I don't see any like teenage. I mean, there was that one movie a while ago that had, I think the the young woman in it. The character was suffering from cancer or something, or the guy was suffering from cancer, and that was kind of like a teen romance, but nothing like, nothing like a, a like like Pretty in Pink or, or some kind of Wonderful or you know Sixteen Candles or anything like that. No, I mean I don't know. Netflix has like has more. I mean I've watched. That seemed a little bit more representative, like to all the boys I loved before. No. I could be wrong. I don't watch a lot of movies. I mean, that movie. I mean, there's a TV show that I that I like that represents, you know. Which one? I forgot the name of it. I can't. I don't have bad memory. You know what I mean. <laughs> but it's about Indian American. Oh, yeah, 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 yes, yes. I know which one you're talking about because I used to watch it with you, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was the one. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's by Mindy Kaling. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that, that was a cute. Yeah, I like that. That was cute. And that, that was kind of represents the. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, you're right. You know, so, I mean, there are things out there. I guess I'm just not. I mean, Hunger Games perfect. is a totally accurate, accurate portrayal <laughs> of of teenagers in the Holocaust, you know, or post apocalyptic. I don't, I don't know. know. I, I don't. About. I had never seen the Hunger Hunger Games. Neither have I. All right. But anyway, um, I don't recall if I saw the movies. Well, no, I think I saw Sixteen Candles in a movie theater. But I remember watching it on VHS a lot. <laughs> I saw Pretty in Pink three or four times in one week after school every day. I'm not going to get into details about it. <laughs> Just saw it like one week, saw it like three or four times after school. Went down to the Hudson Mall, <laughs> Jersey City. Walked down there from after high school. Watched it. I'm not getting into it right now. Why aren't you kidding? I don't I'm not, into it right now. I guess it's after the podcast. No, I'm just saying we watched that movie quite a few times in the theater. I've seen all. I saw all the movies in the theater. I didn't really catch them on VHS. I, I went to a lot of movies when I was younger. Yeah, I don't remember. I remember one Saturday. Um, I think it was '83. My friends and I. We went to the State Theater in Jersey City, Journal Square. We saw three movies. We saw Ghostbusters, um, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, and I want to say Wrath of Khan, but I'm not sure. But we went back to back to back to watch three movies. See, I, um, I was with a bunch of girls. We didn't, we didn't do that kind of stuff. I'm sorry. You bunch of girls. Girls don't watch movies. <laughs> no, we watch movies, but we don't we don't break the law and like watch several like, movies. Wait, wait, wait. Were, how is it breaking the law to watch three movies in an afternoon? Did you pay for three different tickets? I didn't say we did or didn't. <laughs> what I'm saying is, how is it against the law? It's you, against the law because you're not stealing. Not to watch three movies. Not to watch three you're movies. Stealing money. I did. I did. I, movie theater. Did I say we paid for them? Did I say we didn't pay? Did I say we didn't pay for them? No. You don't know whether I paid for them or not. What you're saying well, did is, did you? It doesn't matter. <laughs> See. All I'm saying is, I saw three movies in an afternoon at a theater. Anywho. I'm not gonna even comment on don't, that. Don't comment. Don't don't. So. But I, we did when I was younger. We did. I did go with my friends to see a lot of movies. We went to go see movies a lot, like all the movies when they came out. We saw. It was that's yeah. a lot of money. It was. It was a lot of money. Yeah. Well, see, that's the thing with in, living in Jersey City. You could take 
public transportation. I live in the suburbs. Oh, yeah. So. You, you need a ride. I need a ride. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's the thing. So I saw movies when we can. A lot of them were chick flicks or something like that that my me and my besties Go see like the outsiders. Oh, the outsiders! Oh, oh, the outsiders! Like Mad. Oh, Mad Dillon is so cute. (laughs) Oh, that Maddie boy. You know what I found out today? What? I was watching an interview from um, the Tonight. Is it Tonight Show? Which one? Whatever one has Fallon in it. And he was interviewing um, Ralph Macchio. He was asking him like fan theories about the Karate Kid. But Ralph Macchio brought up that he went up against. Oh, 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 my God. Robert Downey Jr. for that part in The Outsiders. Oh, oh, really? Yeah, Robert Downey Jr. was, was applied for the part. And then he also he also um, auditioned for Karate Kid, too. So it was like Matt Dillon and, not Matt Dillon, um, Robert Downey Jr. and Ralph Macchio were going after the same parts. Yeah, well, I got a, I got an inside fact about Robert Downey Jr. for regarding John Hughes films. You do I'll not. Save, I'll save you it later. You do not. I'll save it for I've later. Got, I've got fun facts about... What movie did I pick? Oh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Uh, there were a couple of things in here I didn't know. I'm not going to read all the ones I have because I have a lot. <laughs> but I do have a few. All right. What's your favorite movie out of all the John Hughes films? In my heart, I want to say Curly Sue. No. Um, probably Pretty Pink. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I like that. I like that. that good soundtrack. Um. I did, the whole story was cool. I, I enjoyed it. Really? Pretty in Pink, I didn't really care for it. I'm sorry. You know why? <laughs> he just say it. But uh, Andrew McCarthy was not. Oh, no. Yeah. He, I mean. He was like, I don't understand why she would be interested in him. He was kind of a little. Plain. Like. He was a plain dopey. Blaine. He was a plain Blaine is what he was. He was a plain Blaine. It was yeah. very dopey. And he was. It was like. I do. But I, I just. I, I, you know what? I, 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 I think it was. I think it was. Um, what's his name? Um, John Cryer. John Cryer, and I think it was the soundtrack that hit it for me. I think that's what did it for me. So it was that, or Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah, like Ferris Bueller's. That, that had a kick-ass soundtrack. Yeah. I mean, that was a whole fun movie, despite yeah. the awkwardness of Cameron. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> the awkwardness of Cameron is going to be the title of my memoir. <laughs> but uh, I also like Breakfast Club. That was a good movie. Breakfast Club, yes. I, see, yeah, I like that too. Though it seemed a little, that seemed a little more actually far-fetched to me than some of the other stuff. Because I can't I, thinking about what, what what high school was like. I doubt if you put that many people together. Well, how many were there? There were one, two, three, six, four, five. Five. Right. There's the jock, the prep, the criminal, the nerd, and the psycho. Right. Yeah. I think yeah. So. If you put all those people in a room, they're not going to get together. I, I, at least from my experience in high school, they would just sit there. They might talk, but they're not going to be like, oh yeah. We're, Buds, after all, that's not going to happen. That seemed a little more far fetched to me. I enjoyed the film; I really did. I liked, I liked, I liked, I liked Breakfast Club, but I, that whole thing at the end just seemed a little too far fetched to me. Yeah. And, but that's about movies. Movies are escapism. They're not, I know. not true. I mean, you know, didn't the Breakfast Club, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and Pretty Pink all take place in the same? Fictional town of Lemoore. Was it Lemoore? Lemire? I think they used the same high school. Too. Well, yeah, yeah, but I think it was, I think uh, I think the settings for all three movies were in the same fictional town. Also, that's a fun fact. I bet you didn't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
It's well, it's Illinois. I mean, like, isn't John Hughes? He's from the Midwest. Yeah, he's from, yeah. He's from Illinois. So a lot of it, uh, you know, is focused on his his hometown, probably. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know I should. We should research this stuff and find it out. But okay, what's his name? I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, that's okay. John Hughes. Uh, John Hughes. I can look it up because I've got a computer in front of me. Ha <laughs> ha. American filmmaker. He was born in Lansing, Michigan. Am I? That's Michigan, right? Mm-hmm. There you go. There you go. Oh, oh. He also produced Plain Strange and Automobiles. Oh, that's a funny movie. <laughs> he produced it. Or he didn't write it. No, he produced it. He was a producer for that. He was a producer for Curly Sue. Um. Yeah. Yeah, what I heard about John Hughes is that he liked to have his favorites. Like, he kind of, a lot of his movies had the same actors. Well, you know, Molly. Well, well, no, go ahead. Same thing with John Candy. Like, he enjoyed working with John Candy, so he would show up yeah. even in cameos and in some um, some films. I know he was in Curly Sue, and then, you know. Interesting fact that I read. I don't know if it's in my facts for Ferris Bueller's Day Off, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Um, did you know Molly Ringwald wanted to be in Ferris Bueller's Day Off as Sloane's character? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, she, she wanted to be, but John Hughes said no. Why? He's, he thought the part wasn't big enough for her. Oh. Yeah. So they went with, I don't know who that actress was. I forget the name of that actress. Mia. Mia. Sarah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mia Sarah. Yep. Yeah. Well, talking about Molly Ringwald. What, what about her? This is what I learned in, in my research. Oh, your research. Okay. <laughs> of... Uh, 16 Candles is mm-hmm. that while looking through headshots of young actors and actresses, uh-huh. uh, John Hughes kind of zoomed in on Molly Ringwald and then took his her headshot and pinned it on a board and put 16 Candles on it. So, like, sometimes 16 Candles kind of written about, you know, was written for her in a way. So she was, she was like a muse. Yes. What you're saying. Well, yeah, they all claim that she was a muse. That's that's interesting. I did not know that. Yeah, because Sixteen Candles came out in '84, The Breakfast Club in '85, Pretty in Pink in '86, Ferris Bueller's Day Off in '86. Mm. So it was all around the same time. So, but did you know? No, God, more trivia. Yeah, <laughs> I might as well do my fun facts now. I'm sorry. Um, that. Well, he, here, he had wait, penned. Wait, t- take all your notes so you can just do all your fun facts now. Yeah, John Hughes had had written National Lampoon's Vacation. Yes. And his, you know, uh, Anthony Michael Hall's work in National Lampoon's Vacation as a son. Yes. Um, I guess, wow, John Hughes, that he wrote Farmer Ted, or The Nerd, in Sixty Candles just for Anthony Michael Hall. Interesting. Interesting. But they did interview, I mean, they did audition, audition. other actors. Mm-hmm. And one of the actors who supposedly, I'm not sure if this is true or not, supposedly auditioned for it was Jim Carrey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if that's true. It's possible. I mean, I don't know. But uh, they said that everybody played, you know, Farmer Ted, the typical nerd with the glasses, the pen in the pockets. Oh, okay. But Anthony Michael Hall came in. As he was, and and played it kind of straight, and they said, "No, that's that that's him. He's he's Farmer Ted." Okay, that's cool. Yeah. What else you got for me? Uh, okay. Can you read your handwriting? 
I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> this is why Vint types out all his. I know. I gotta type mine next time. Mm-hmm. Um. They said. They said that uh, Anthony Michael Hall and Molly Ringwald actually didn't really like each other in the beginning. Mm-hmm. But John Hughes got them to a record store. And it's over a record store where they found they had the same taste in music. Yeah. And that's when they started becoming friends. Mm-hmm. You know. And that because they they were underaged mm-hmm. and they were staying at the hotel where, you know, when they weren't shooting, um, to pass the time, they would crash bar mitzvahs that were being held at the <laughs> hotel because all the all the other casts who were of age were going to bars and they couldn't go, so they right. ended up crashing. <laughs> bar mitzvahs to be people their own age. That's what I, you know, I read. And, and do you know where the title "Pretty Pink" came from? Yeah, that I know. All is right. it on your magic cards? Or well, I was talking you know? about, you know, 16 candles, but okay. okay well, <laughs> continue 16 candles and then we'll get to that. And then I got we... five facts. So this is those those are two facts from 16 candles. Okay. Three more. Go go on. Let, let, All right. Let's let's get factoided out. Um Let's see. Wait, you wait. have five facts. Why do you switch okay. your papers? How can you not know what your five facts are? You literally have five facts. You don't even know what your five facts are. You had to write them on index cards. Index cards. And you guarantee you can't even read your handwriting on some of them. Okay. Five facts. You can't remember five facts? No, because I have uh, I have other five facts for Pretty in Pink. Oh, you oh, oh, only oh, oh, have. How, okay. many fa- how many facts do you have for one movie? Fifteen. <laughs> oh, and you memorize all fifteen? I've got a few of them to memorize. I've got, <laughs> I've got more than five memorized. All right. Well, I want to be accurate. Okay, go ahead. Continue. Okay. The character Long Duck Dong. Yes. Was actually Dong. Yes. Okay, go ahead. Was actually played by a twenty year old Utah born actor, Getty Wannabe, mm-hmm. who only spoke English. <gasps> that yes. sounds racist. Yeah. Yeah. He actually <laughs> got the accent from a the thick accent from a Korean friend of his, so mm-hmm. he copied him. Okay. Well, that's what actors do. Yeah, and uh, he said, like, he got blasted for being for portraying a racist, mm-hmm. you know, uh, stereotype by Asian-American, you know, yeah. groups. So, I, heard, I heard about that. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> he didn't, yeah. Okay. Number four. Number four. Four fact of Number four, four, four. The famous ending... Where Jake Ryan gives the cake. To right, where they're sitting on the table? Samantha, yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. That cake was actually made out of cardboard mm-hmm. because every t- because it took so long to shoot the scene with a real cake, it started melting because of all the lights. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They decided that they had to swap it with a real cake. I mean, a fake, uh, cake, cake, yeah. fake cake. That makes sense. I mean, so. that's why commercials use potato mashed potatoes for ice cream because yeah. they don't know. Okay, what else you got? Hit me up, hit me Last up but not least, <clears throat> excuse me. there are Easter eggs in 16 Candles. There are not. Yes, and they have to do with license plates. Really? Yes. That's funny because that's one of my facts <laughs> for Ferris Bueller's Day Off. John Hughes loves his license plates. Yes, yes, he does. Go on. Yeah, uh, th- you do that and then I'll skip to my license okay. plates. Okay. Samantha's grandparents mm-hmm. when uh, Long Duck jo- got Long Duck Long duck gun. When the yeah character uh, borrows yeah. the you know the grandparents' car, uh-huh. the the plate reads V fifty eight, which is in reference to Vacation fifty eight, an article that 
uh, John Hughes written for National Lampoon's magazine. Okay. And where the where National Lampoon's Vacation was based on. Okay. The movie. Okay. And then Jake Ryan's Porsche. Oh, not Jake Ryan's Porsche. License plate Porsche. red. Huh? 21850. 21850. Is actually John Hughes' birthday. No. February 18th, 1950. Is that, is that true? Let's, let's see. February 18th, 1950. That's when he was born. And guess who shares his birthday? I'm sure like hundreds of thousands of people. But someone, Molly Ringwald. Yes. <laughs> someone close to it. I actually think I knew that. Okay. Is that your license plate stuff? Yes. All right. Let me give you the Ferris Bueller's license plates facts. <laughs> Katie's car had VCTN on it. Do you know what that stands for? VCTN. Vacation. National Lampoon's Vacation. Jenny's car. Jenny? Who's, Jenny? Who's Jenny? I don't know. Jenny. Had TBC. 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 The Breakfast Club. Oh. Tom's car had MMOM. Mom? Mr. Mom. Mr. Rooney's car had FFBDO. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yep. The only exception to that was um, Cameron's car. Cameron's Ferrari, his father's Ferrari. You know what? Do you, do you remember what the license plate for that was? And no, I, I actually I, remember this. I, don't I know remember. this. It was the letters are N N R V O U S. Nervous. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. right. That's right, right you can see it when they're pulling Ben when it's when the hat goes when his uh, cap goes flying. He yeah, turns yeah, around. Yeah, he got yeah, nervous yeah. right there. You know, should I read some Ferris Bueller facts? Sure, go ahead. Should I? What would you like to know? Um, did you know <laughs> that 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 um what's his name? Cameron, the the actor of Ruck. Uh, when he was doing the impersonations of Sloane's father. That was all improv. He was trying to get um, what's his Matthew Broderick to crack. Oh, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Also, everyone wanted to be Ferris: Rob Lowe, John Cusack, Jim Carrey, Johnny Depp, Tom Cruise, Robert Downey Jr., and Michael J. Fox were all considered for the role. Did you know that? No, I didn't know Matt that. Matt Damon's not on the list. Sorry to break that heart. The heart to you. Oh, he was too young. Yes. Uh, ben Stein, Bueller. Yeah. Improvised for the most part. They told him to talk about what he knows to talk about. That's why he started talking about economics. The only part that they had scripted was the Bueller part. Uh, the Ferrari wasn't real. Uh, it was... There were three replicas of the Ferrari made. They were manufactured by Medina. Uh, in real life, the actual car is one of the most expensive in the world. Where in, ni- in 2008, one sold for $11 million. They sure as heck were going to do that. Uh... Charlie Sheen, and I knew this one before even reading this, he stayed up 48 hours to play that part, so he looked like he was a drugged out guy. Um, Cameron wears a Blackhawks jersey because Hughes likes the Detroit. Detroit? Chicago. No, wait. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, In a Detroit jersey to celebrate that, yes, because he was born in Michigan, right? Uh, The Bueller house was obviously a real house. Um... Pretty in Pink also came out in 1986, I think. No, 85? Uh, 86. Pretty in Pink and Bueller's Day Off grossed more than $110 million that year. Uh, and what they call the perfect garage scene. The Ferrari was originally supposed to smash through the window of the garage and land in the backyard. Unfortunately, it overshot its mark and hit a fence that was dividing the house from the, front, from the yard next door. Um, 
Also, the when they shot that scene, and I actually knew both of these facts from somewhere else. When they shot that scene, it was early fall, and all the trees started yes. to change color. So they had to paint the leaves every day when they made when they were when they were acting out that scene. So you knew that? Yeah, I knew that. Okay. I'm glad. Because I watched the documentary with you. Oh, that was in the documentary? Yeah. I don't remember that. <laughs> Maybe that's where I remember it from, but I don't remember <laughs> that from the documentary. Oh, more facts from you, please, because this is this is exciting. Well, Pretty in Pink yes. was made also in 1986. That, that's what we said, yes. Yes, it was made in 1986. But Why because... are you yelling? Don't oh, sorry. I'm sitting right next to you. You don't <laughs> have to yell. I know you're excited about your, your John Hughes films, but just relax. But the studio decided to release Ferris Bueller's Day Off prior to Pretty in Pink because they knew it was more commercial. Okay. And they felt like it was more a success. But anyway, um, like I said, John Hughes was writing Pretty in Pink with the intention of Molly Ringwald playing in that world because he... I thought you said that for 16 Candles. Well, he also did it for... You know, but it wasn't named Pretty in Pink at that point. Yeah, it wasn't named Pretty in Pink. Basically, he 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 was quoted that he likes working on a set with people, and he he gets to he hates to say goodbye to people, his friends. So he starts writing a script with them in, in, in mind, so that they can come back. Okay. So that's why Molly Ringwald was asked to come back for Pretty in Pink. Okay. And uh, because. John Hughes knew that Molly liked the color pink, and also because of her love for the musical psychedelic first. There you go. Especially the song "Pretty in Pink." Yes. He titled the the script. Yes. "Pretty in Pink." Yes. But the only thing is that "Pretty in Pink" was actually not as poppy as it sounds on the soundtrack. It was, no. It was it was a darker yes version. Yes. And doesn't. You know, if you listen to the lyrics to that song, it's a dark song. <laughs> yeah. It's not. It's not very complimentary of the, of, the main, of the main character of that song. It's totally not. Yeah, so it's a totally dark song. Yeah, it is. It so, but uh, when they re- redid it for the movie, they made it a little bit more poppier. Yes, you know. So um, that was all one fact. That was one fact. Oh my god, we have more. Yes. Can't wait to hear them. We're going back to Robert Downey Jr. Okay. Let's hit, let's hit Bobby up. Yes. There were two other choices for Ducky. No. And you get it. You, no. Well. No. Yes. No. <laughs> Molly Ringwald wanted Robert Downey Jr. for the part. I'm sure she did. I mean, it was Robert. Yeah. And, but the studio was thinking Anthony Michael Hall. Oh, but, no. Really? Yeah, no. That <laughs> would have been Anthony bad. Michael Hall turned it down. Okay, that thank God. <laughs> I could not see him doing that part. Maybe Robert Downey Jr. because he was in one of the other films, right? Wasn't he? In a... Yeah, I think he was. But go ahead, so keep telling your facts. I'll look but, this up. Anyway, yeah, you know Molly Ringwald really liked Robbie Downey Jr., but he, she was he wasn't selected. Um, but of course, we know John Cryer was. Yeah. And supposedly, um, John Cryer. This is a separate fact. This is not part of my five. But John Cryer said in an interview, he got the impression that Molly Ringwald and Andrew McCarthy, who played Blaine, really didn't like him mm-hmm. because, uh, you know, they thought he was a little too much. He was a little over the top, like his character. Yeah. Um, so they were a little too more reserved and serious minded. So they just, you know, they didn't really care for his. Uh, right. But 
he said later on that he realized that the director had set him up like that uh-huh. so that that would make it easier for them to play their roles of being the you know um what do you, what do you call it? the the what you know the when there's a tri- love triangle yes so that's why you okay. know uh, before you continue side note yes robert downey jr weird science I remember him wearing the high jacket shirt with the with the high collar. Oh yeah, and looked like he was wearing eyeliner. Yeah, that's why I love. I know you don't like the film. Go on. <laughs> All right. Another fact, Jack. All right, the ducky dance, the famous ducky dance. The one in the record shop. Yes. Yeah. What about it? All right. Uh, John Cryer had to perform for his audition mm-hmm. the ducky dance. A very high energy. He was told to perform, pick any song. Yep. High energy, comedic, everything. So he played a lot of character. He played it very comedically mm-hmm. to the duet of um, Mick Jagger, Michael Jackson, State State of Shock. Okay. The director, which wasn't um, John Hughes, it was uh, Howard uh, Deutsch. Okay. Um, he enjoyed it, but he said, no, Michael Jackson, why don't you do it with Mick, uh, the, uh, the Rolling Stones, start me up. All right. But the thing is that for the movie, they couldn't get the rights to start me up. Of course they couldn't. But the director f- thought that Otis Redding, which they could get the rights of, try a little tenderness, would, yeah. would be more fitting. Yeah, yeah. And so that's where it came to play. And um, I think John Cryer worked with the choreographer to make that famous dance scene, which yeah. I love. I that's love. a cute dance. Yeah, it's, it's, that's a great scene, especially when... Um, Andy Potts and Molly Ringwald are just staring at him as he's going by. They keep just watching him like, what the heck's going on? Yeah. It's it's a great scene. Yeah. yeah I mean, it is a great scene. I, I mean, I like the character Ducky. Well. Well, what, love? Talk to me, Goose. Okay. We had talked about all, you know, who, you know, all the people who were slated for Ducky. If the, if the, if the words Matt Dillon come out of your mouth, I'm going to. No, no, no. Okay. The studio actually didn't want Molly Ringwald for that part of Andy. Okay. They actually wanted Jennifer Beals and had approached her about it because she just came off of a flash dance. Flash dance. Yeah. So they wanted. So John Hughes and supposedly, you know, Howard Deutsch interviewed her, mm-hmm. but she turned down the part. Audition turned, but they turned down I don't the know, part. She, she, I don't know. From going from flash dance, from like, you know, an adult type of movie yeah. to go, that, didn't, that doesn't seem right to me. And she also looks older. She yeah, she does. She yeah, doesn't she, look. Yeah. <laughs> so thank God. I mean, that so, could have been a totally different film. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But what, what do you got next? You got one more? One more. All right. Oh, if everybody knows this. Does though. everyone know this? I don't know. You got to tell mean, me. I well, I hope, hopefully anybody watches Pretty in Pink. Notice that in the ending. Yes. The awkward wig that Andrew McCarthy was wearing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the ending. Now, if anybody, anyone pays close attention to that. That's why I was in silhouette, right? Huh? Then isn't that why it was mostly in silhouette because of his I hair? guess so, but yeah. oh. if anyone knows and hopefully people know about this, the reason why he wore a wig is because that ending wasn't intended to be the actual ending of the script. Right. It actually Andy was supposed to end up with Ducky. Ducky. Yeah. But audiences hated that. Yeah. The the test audience didn't like it. They wanted a Cinderella story where you know, of course, you know, Andy being Cinderella would be with the prince. Right. And so end up with, you know, Blaine, even though I 
I was one of those who felt that he she should have been with Ducky. I I, I agree. <laughs> but, no, no, I totally agree with you. I think they should have ended up together. But you know, or at least gone to the prom together. Yeah, so, I agree. So Andrew McCarthy had to was doing a play in New York, um, and he was portraying a soldier and had to cut all his long locks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when he was pulled away to reshoot it, they had to put that awkward. Wig. Right when they're in the, <laughs> they're in the prom, they're not so much in silhouette. But when they go outside and they kiss. Isn't there a scene where they kiss by? I'm thinking of another movie. Don't they kiss at the end in front of a car, or is that a different movie? No, no, this is the same movie. But isn't that that's before that? It's before that. I mean, maybe. I don't know. Well, maybe you're right. Maybe I haven't right. seen the movie. I mean, I only yeah. saw the movie like <laughs> six times total. You know, three or four of those in the theater, and but it's been a few years since I've seen it. Don't, what are you, what are you, what are you <laughs> giving me that eye for? Because we're gonna we're not talking about anything. I'm gonna have I'm gonna go to sleep after this. Yeah, it's late. Know. It's late at night. Oh, I'll find out tomorrow. No, you're not going to find out. You're, you're, I'm going to forget. I'm going to have amnesia. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really want to know the story. But... There's no story. We just went to the... I just... Well, okay. With, we, with, we, with a, the, my girl, my high school girlfriend, she wanted to see the movie, so we went every day to see the movie. That's all. Every day. Not every day. Like three, <laughs> three, four days. We were in high school. We had nothing else to do after school. Not like we had jobs. It was 1980... What? 86. Yeah, we weren't working yet. So we just went after school and hung out. Oh, when, what, what, what was the date? What was the date that that was actually when, released? Because no, wait, yeah, I didn't have I, I didn't have soccer or anything like that because it was two eighty six. I was a sophomore. Yeah, that, I think it came out early in eighty six. So it was after soccer. Since I had nothing to do after school. Is there any other film that you saw six times in the theater? Yeah, <sighs> or more than six times. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of movies I've seen more than six times. <laughs> well, in the theater. I know. I mean. No. But I, I, I don't think. Audience. I, I don't. He, I don't. Wait, 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 wait. He's seen Born. <laughs> so many. Every time it appears on cable. I like just. Seen, I, so <laughs> I like that. For some reason, I have this weird infatuation with Tin Cup, too. I don't that's know why a, I like Tin, tin Cup. cup yeah. But I enjoy Tin or Cup. Or my cousin Vinny. Or my. <laughs> that's just a fun movie. And, it, and, and, and it's legally accurate. But no. um, I saw Pulp Fiction twice in one day. That doesn't beat the record of six. No, but I don't think it was six. I think it was like <laughs> three or four times I actually saw it. But I saw Pulp Fiction twice in one day. And not because I wanted to. Because I went with a friend of mine to see it earlier in the day, in their earlier showing. And we both did not like it. So <laughs> but, why did you watch it again? Because we had bought tickets for our friends. Yeah. You know, for, for, the, for the whole group. And we were like, so we had to go see it again. You <laughs> have to go see it? Yeah, we, we had to go see it. We bought we had tickets. Well, just give the tickets and you leave. I'll no, meet you no, later. No, <laughs> not doing that. But yeah, that was no. that was horrible. Oh my god! I don't know why I did that. That was, I'm not. That's what no. You can beat them afterwards. I don't know. No, we saw it twice because we <laughs> kept it on the download because we didn't tell anyone else we saw oh. it earlier. <laughs> oh, that's why. That's why. And you didn't like Pulp Fiction. I did not. No. Mm-hmm. No. I didn't like it that either. Man. I was all that great. No. I, when it comes to Tar- Tarantino, it's like Reservoir Dogs, True Romance because he wrote it but he didn't direct it. Um, those are probably the two. Like, yeah, no. like, I mean, after Natural Born, Kill Bill, it's all right. I mean, I saw Kill Bill, but I didn't see like I don't. There's a lot of films I haven't seen. Like probably his last like five or six films yeah, I, haven't, I seen. haven't seen. Natural Born Killers. Oh my god! Even though I mean Oliver Stone directed it, totally different from the original script. Totally. Is that a copy of the original script? When I read the original script, I was like, "Hey, this is awesome." Went to go see it. I was like, "What the hell is this?" I don't like Oliver Stone to the truth. I can take them or leave them, but but I was just like, this is this is not what the original script was like at all. And I think there's a gaffe where, if I remember correctly, 
they're in the car and you know they're not moving but it's like the psychedelic stuff going on and if you look in the side of your mirror you can see a guy with a mustache i think he's a stanchion i think i think that's what i saw otherwise i was hallucinating and i wasn't you know i don't take drugs so i don't know what happened but that movie just did not do it for me okay that's fine i mean yeah Quarant- uh, tarant- whatever. tarantino tarantino yeah yeah Take him or leave him. Like, I don't yeah. really, there's nothing really that drives me to watch his movies. Right. So I agree. There's nothing that, that's like. I mean, you know, everyone's like, "Oh, he's great. Yeah, he's good. You know, he's fun." But he's also repetitive. It's like the same type of style, the same movie over and over. It's always like these little mini chapters all swung together. Like, that's great. You know, the first three times you see it, <laughs> maybe the first three times. Yeah. That's all I got. That's all I got too. Should we wrap it up? Yes, I guess. All right. That was the At The Movies version of Just Can't Get Enough of Cheryl and Vin. Thank you for listening. You can check us out at CherylandVin.com and Facebook.com slash Cheryl and Vin. That's Cheryl with a C. Vin with two N's. C-H-E-R-Y-L and V-I-N-N. Dot com and Facebook. And we're also on the, on the Twitter at the same handle. So you can check us out on the Twitter also. Not that we really tweet much right now it's i just basically announce that we you know publish an episode and then i go back and retweet it for my actual <laughs> <laughs> which is more than you do because you don't even use twitter i don't yeah I don't. you're you know social media nope i just watch i'm sorry. you just started liking my post from like a week ago i'm sorry i'm just oh you're not sorry you're too busy playing your puzzle games yes uh. i don't participate i just like Yes. Like, 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 love, 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 love. Yes. You can't love it. You can like it. Well, I, mean, I guess you can with the hearts, right? Yes, the love. Yeah. Spread the love. Oh, just can't get enough of Cheryl and Vin. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Listening. Live my lisp. And hopefully we'll catch you next week. Yeah. I don't know what we're going to talk about, but it should be just as thrilling as this. <laughs> if you sat through the, the 43 minutes of this one, God bless you. <laughs> So uh, we'll t- we'll see you later. <laughs> have have a good week. Take care. Bye.